Right. Hello, family, friends, fans, and fellow adventurers. Welcome back to uh, Immortals. That's the name of the campaign that I did not forget as I was about to say it. Hate it when that happens. Um, <laughs> it is, of course, the Practical Heroes flagship campaign set in the like 98% homebrew world <laughs> of Eroth. Uh, the 2% being like Bahamut, Tiamat, the Raven Queen, and just all of the official monsters and stuff, because, of course. <laughs> um, last time, a bunch of stuff happened. We, uh, we had a revelation that Ethan Thorne, being played by someone else, would actually use Ethan's awesome insight <laughs> uh, not insight investigation <laughs> um i actually didn't get around to messaging i was gonna message him and be like dude why have you been letting other people do this <laughs> but it's cool um it happens we're not mad we're just disappointed uh, open Ethan Thorne's character sheet. There we go. That's what I was stalling for. I was opening his character sheet in the background. The one thing I forgot to do. Um, <laughs> you, uh, you used Ethan's powers of perception and investigation in order to uh, begin to investigate various other areas of Promethea. You made your way into the prison hold where Gunnock used a new ability that no one had ever seen before and gave someone the good old hentai interrogation. Um, and you got basically no information from them uh, outside of no evidence of the captain acting weird as confirmed by Mary slowly peeking her head in through the trapdoor in the captain's quarters. Um, and after watching him just really boring, poring over papers for a while, you carried on down the captain's effectively service corridor and marked every exit that you passed to various other areas of Promethea before reaching the end of the corridor, which led to a secret exit out into the engine room about halfway through in a sectioned off section <laughs> of the overall engine segment of the ship. <clears throat> and inside this room, you almost immediately <laughs> found the somewhat hidden body of the missing engineer with uh, part of his skull and all of his brain missing. Oh no. When I accidentally hit my table, some of my dice rolled over onto the wrong numbers. Oh no! Um... <laughs> I don't get distracted. I have a very one-track mind. Mm -hmm. Um... <laughs> yeah, you, you found the, the engineer boy with no brain. Um, and had a few more theories about what's going on in the ship. And you alerted the captain to his presence. 
and he told you that he would send a cleanup crew to recover any bodies that you found and after a little bit more talking and some discussion and planning he agreed to mobilize the Horned Legion to investigate the city for you whilst you guys continued to investigate the engine room uh, and so you continued finding a few more bodies one of which noticeably uh, infected by one of the tadpoles that had been seen in the crates a few sessions earlier and after trying to get the tadpole out of the head you were unfortunately unsuccessful and so took Quijo's last ditch advice and destroyed the brain and that was where we had left off with Quijo solemnly announcing the possibility that if one was infected others might be and so as you uh, finish what you had been doing with this body what would you guys like to do uh, <clears throat> i guess mary will start looking at the other faces for any weird funky movement make a medicine or arcana check Ten. She's very distraught right now. Yeah. <clears throat> it, I mean, Mary has seen some too. shit, but this was still pretty rough. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's one thing destroying the bodies of your enemies, but random civilians. Yeah, that's whack. It's a bit heavier, um, and unfortunately, you do not notice. Or unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on your outlook, you don't notice any other similar signs on any of the other bodies. I'm going to make sure while this is happening that I'm standing with the rapier point like directly at their throat so that if they move, they'll just impale themselves. Um, <laughs> okay. And the other one I'll point the spear at so that I have like both of the other bodies mm -hmm. uh, at at knife point, basically. I'll say Fuiro probably kind of steps forward to the one that you're holding the spear to, because it's probably in like an offhand being half braced against your body and just puts a hand on his sword ready, just in case your weak hand isn't enough <laughs> to make a body impale itself. And just kind of gives you a nod and wraps his big old gauntlet around the handle of his big sword because <laughs> he has the two in the Daisho scabbard I think it is if I remember correctly because they're cool he uh Quijo 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 yes. que question question uh these uh elithidy brain tadpole brain eaty thingy majiggers yes what kind of creature would you say they are? Like, if you had uh, to categorize uh, them. They're aliens. Uh, they're not of this world. Uh, I mean, we'd kind of mentioned uh, before uh, our, our deity, I suppose, 
Uh, Kafziel does refer right. to them as aberrations. Sweet. Okay. I mean, that's not sweet. It's bad. That's bad. Definitely. No, it's a pretty but... cool name. Yeah, it is. But <laughs> there's a thing. My god gives me, like, this cool ability to, like, sense things, but I have to be specific in my request. Right. So, just give me one sec to think about this. And Mary's gonna sit by the body and scratch her chin and uh, use her If, if picturing them helps, I can stand in your eyeline and do this and he just starts like waving a hand in front of his mouth like tentacles absolutely that will help so much (laughs) if you could just keep doing that you describe them in great detail uh i i could uh or is that i have can you describe because i haven't seen can i yes uh generally uh the ones that we think we're going to be dealing with uh, often very tall, uh, quite skinny. They don't need to fight with their hands. Uh, they're very skilled with their minds, which is why their heads, we think, are so big and bald. Um, effectively, if you picture uh, a very tall, skinny elf and kind of like, huh. Gives like a little nervous <laughs> chuckle over in Gunnark's direction <laughs> after saying a tall, skinny elf. Um, but kind of like blue and purple uh, with four tentacles, two on each side of. Basically, if you take a tall, skinny elf and put a squid on its head, that. I go, hmm. And I just start molding. And I become a mind flayer as described by Quijo. Yeah, he'd he'd probably try and help as much as possible and give a few pointers where possible. And honestly, you have no idea how good or bad a job <laughs> you're doing. I'd I'd um, like to I'd like to use the uh, the race trait that we had agreed mm-hmm. on and just kind of tap into his nightmares there a little bit as he's describing this thing to get it yeah. exact. <laughs> um, it's interesting. Um, kind of trying to do this. You don't really get a sense of nightmares that you can grab a hold of. Like, you you don't often come across this, but you're like, does this guy just not have nightmares? But at the same time, there is that slight hint in his brain of like, this is a nightmarish creature. <laughs> so there is like that very, very slight trickle of information coming through, but it's not as overt as it would normally be when tapping into someone who's Escape. actively, actively terrified. That's, well, was, no, I said nightmare because I can't imagine he has good yeah, but... dreams about this. <laughs> You, you know what I mean, like, as opposed to just someone who actively, like, has dreams or nightmares about these things because right, they're... Like this man doesn't dream. Generally, because it would hap- usually be because they're scared of them. It's like, you do get the slight fear of he knows what they can do, but also, like, I'm struggling to tap into this guy's nightmares. 
Um, and then you tap into the dreams, and there's just dreams of him holding hands with legions of mind flayers skipping through the fields. No. Uh, there we go. Odd. <laughs> Quido <laughs> <laughs> is just the most wholesome guy of them all. <laughs> um, yeah, you do you do get like a fairly rough picture and descriptor. Um it's it's hard to get perfect and I would say as well, there does seem to be some sort of interference in terms of, like, accessing anything to do with his mind. Would be just an instant thing you'd feel, like you actually have to concentrate on probing for these things, whereas normally you could just extend. Interesting. Um, but yeah, there is no more sign of uh, tadpolish behaviour in the faces of the people. I don't know, guys. So, what do you want to do? It's hard, but as you can see, here, and kind of jerks a thumb over to Seth, who's like slowly finishing the molding. Yeah, that's a Generally lot. Generally best to err on the side of caution when dealing with these. Uh, how cautious you want to be is up to you. There have been times where we have unfortunately had to straight up murder some people just to make sure, because it was fully not clear. Um, but also, when we've done that, there had been people around who could fix that. Uh. Yeah, I can't. I can't fix that. Uh, that's a thing. I need to look into that. Me and Ambriel, we're <laughs> going to have a conversation. I can slow it down a minute. We can't undo it. That's curious. Uh, I guess... Uh... Part of the question is if they don't have the worms already in their head, uh, is the worm in this person's head still alive? And then secondarily, what happens when they get the worm in their head? Like... Uh, the worm in the head of the person that you've just crushed? Well, that's dead. The worm is. Or if you... Generally, they take you captive. Uh, if they take you captive and don't drink your brain like they did with uh, the other one and they will generally tend to uh, tie you up somewhere or hide you somewhere where they can then place a tadpole uh, under your eyelid and it will squirm its way in under your eye and eat into your brain until it slowly devours all of your brain and becomes your brain and then that happens and he points over at Seth Flayer. Okay, Ethan! Come here. Now yeah. that we know that it's the eye. Sorry, can you I, was, like... I was busy vaping. Yeah. It's just put a put a pen and the vaping. With your really just your fantastic investigative skills. Can you look specifically right. at their eyes and look for like any like bruising or like you know it seems like putting something in somebody's eye would leave some kind of uh, trace of something having happened. You'd be surprised know. how little trace 
it but he's, sometimes he's like, leaves. He's like real good at this, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm not seeing anything okay. right now. That was an 11. <laughs> then um, we stab. I, I've I've not really uh, dealt with anything like this before. If only Ethan was like, I think it's level. Oh no, it's not level six because you are level six. I think it's level nine then, when he could just touch stuff and learn what happened to it in the last hour. <laughs> right. So I guess the question is, are we going to err on the side of caution and uh, potentially murder two people? It is unfortunate and it is horrible, but sometimes. Is there a pulse on these these two? I know there was a pulse on that one. Do we? Uh, generally, they do stay alive, um, and Mary would probably remember there is. Yes, she found all of them comatose, breathing. Yeah. So, like, you can see the chest rising and falling as well anyway, if you were looking particularly hard yourself. Um, so what happens if, if we don't kill them? Uh, generally, uh, I guess what you'd call... Uh, a gestation period as the tadpole slowly uh, devours your brain and grows bigger and bigger. How slowly? That is an excellent question and I have been stalling because I cannot find that page on D&D Beyond. Fuiro, do you have it? (laughs) But like, more than like a couple hours. I think so, if I remember correctly. I'm pretty sure. Right, so... Look. My vote is we do what we gotta do. Um, let me have a very quick look. 5e, mind, flare, tadpole. <laughs> I'm so prepared, guys. I'm like, the best DM ever. I mean, we could go ahead and just just take care of them all now, or we could tie them up if there's... Approximately a week. If there's time. Thank you. So that we can be sure. It takes uh, approximately a week. <laughs> okay, so, like, we're on a timer, but not like a super, like, tight timer. Right, but we also, uh, we don't know how long they've been missing. They were reported recently. That's true. If I remember right. correctly. Sorry, guys. Yeah, That's okay. Oh, <clears throat> right, you were talking to them, not me. Sorry. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. If you would prefer, we could do it. It is our line of work, after all. I don't. I don't know about sentencing unconscious people to death and then chickening out on the responsibility of doing it is a thing. I, I mean, if if you hadn't reached that sentencing, we probably would have anyway. We, so, I say we, I'm doing all the talking for Fuiro, but I, I did somewhat influence that decision. It was not entirely your own. You know, I feel like someday Fuiro is hurt. Yeah, it's gonna, he's gonna say one thing in this whole, this whole arc, and it's gonna be, this one thing is just gonna be 
so brilliant and so insightful. Friendship, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It immediately comes out of Fleuro's mouth in Mary's voice. <laughs> I'm gonna place the. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask Quijo actually. So to make sure that this happens, do you just have to? kill the whole brain or is it just kill the body and you generally the whole brain alright I have a death bell I can ring in their head I'm gonna do the mage hand trick and just <laughs> okay um, and I presume then Mary is tolling yeah. the bell for the other mm. one <laughs> yes alright um, it happens. <laughs> I'll spare you the details this time, as as we got the unfortunate blender description <laughs> last time. Um, and again, um, as it finishes, Quijo kind of kneels down between both of them, places two the first two fingers of each hand, one on each eyelid of each person, closes the eyelids and just says, May Kafziel protect you wherever you go. And stands up again. It's unfortunate. You know what? Mary kind of digs that, so she's going to get her backpack and just pull off like a little bit of moss from her, her little moss blanket and and put it on their eyes. And, be, and Ambriel too. She'll, she's got you. <laughs> you don't want, want what I got, so uh, let's uh, keep on moving, I guess. Right. Oh. Where to next? So there were a few rooms, and you kind of came out of one straight across the corridor into the next one. Yeah, I, and I, th I think just believe that's the, next. the plan was to like zigzag across them. Yeah. There are three sections and apparently a piece of pipe that just floats alongside Promethea. <laughs> that clearly didn't get deleted. Whoops! <laughs> There's just a piece of pipe floating alongside the boat. Um, it's the magical whistle. Obviously. <laughs> so there's there's like the two um there's the the small room is the one that you came out of. And then there's two vaguely L-shaped rooms, and then the two big sections. You've investigated the first of those L-shaped rooms that was directly across the corridor from the first door. To get to the door of the other L-shaped room, you kind of need to come out of the engine section, curve around. Or, if you go left, you're in that bigger engine area, and then there's another door through that bigger engine area to the final part of the engine room. Uh, I made sure to leave in the random floating pipe just so that you guys could see for reference. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because it's just so magical. I think we clear out the small rooms first. It's easier to be more precise there and then we can... Uh... Right. Didn't the captain say there was another one around the corner? <laughs> yeah, I believe so. Now everyone knows in character. Well, no, we Boom. have the map. Uh, <laughs> DMPCs. Right. You do have. Ger yeah, I'm pretty sure. Who you was it? The Gerald map, actually, had the three-dimensional Mission Impossible yeah, that's true. map. So. so you you do have yes, 
you have the map and then Gerald projected it into 3D as well to help. So I'll be like, there's another door over here. Let's, we should grab, we'll go check there before we check the bigger rooms. That sounds like a smart plan. Uh, yes. And who is leading the charge? I guess Mary and Ethan with the investigation stops. Cool. Um, I'm helping as well. So you head round. So you head uh, round the corner uh, to get to this final door. Um. And as you're, like, getting close, Ethan kind of stops and, like, cocks his head to the side a little bit and just, wait, does anybody else feel that? Um, uh, so we are growing closer, yes. Yes. Mary and Gunnok? Or just I, Mary and Gunnok's kind of helping from behind? I would be from behind, but... Right. So Mary, as he kind of stops and says, do you feel that, you do start to feel... <laughs> like pushing into your head the feeling of like no no don't open this one danger no door danger just like slowly pushing in your head and like weird it's it's this weird flash of like you're getting the feeling of don't open the door but it's also coming as like colors and shapes you're getting like oranges reds uh... and Ethan's just like looking at you kind of finger rubbing his ear <laughs> ah. <laughs> I I am yes something guys something in this room doesn't want us to go in so obviously we that's have. an invite if, if it doesn't want us to go in obviously we should especially Absolutely. if it's telling you that in your mind yeah and these things they go in your brain so fellas shall we Right, um, and Ethan's going to pull out his daggers. Fuiro unsheaths the sword. <laughs> Quijo cracks his knuckles. <laughs> um, and all two billion other DMPCs draw their weapons. I uh, draw the um, cold iron sword. I draw my I Ed. <laughs> uh, I played Banjo Kazooie. Um, I draw the cold iron sword, send cool. the birds up, so they're like... Let me look at that map real quick. They're like, just over from the door, so they're looking down, there's just now four ravens sitting on something staring at a door. And, uh, unless it's been an hour, in which case there's only one raven sitting on something staring at a door. And I'd say given the careful investigation, it quite possibly has been by now. Alright, then the uh, the three ravens that I summon just out of existence <laughs> uh, explode into a flurry of feathers. Um, and I still look like an elephant, dressed like okay. Gunnar, or dressed like Ilian Kalror. Um, Mary, you don't see but you do feel some claws like climbing up your back and resting on your shoulder from your backpack oh okay 
<laughs> Mary was about to murder Fleeg. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very important to know where it came from. <laughs> yeah, I realized I should probably specify. Um, I, I guess Mary's just gonna kind of turn her head just a little bit and be like, you, uh, you kill that too then? Oh yeah. <laughs> Gary, what, what you? It's real weird. <laughs> I know Fleek's been able to speak the whole time. No one tell you, right? <laughs> yeah. So no one hears this apart from Mary. And I think this was actually the session that you also weren't here. But basically, Mary had realized... Oh no, I think you were. It was right near the end of it. It was when she said, Hey guys, I have Yuri's baby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we fully knew... revealed that he could talk, but Mary's the only one who knows. <laughs> Um, oh, oh no! It was after that. It was the one when you weren't here, because it was in the companion's den, in the room, I think. Uh, oh yeah. So yeah, you weren't here for that. He he revealed to Mary that he could talk and was like, "You can't tell anybody, or I'll kill you." Gonna back <laughs> up uh, from the door and basically uh, be looking like down over everyone into the room when the door opens. Um, just getting ready. Okie dokie. Yeah. Uh, Mary will also back up because she is a she can melee, but you don't want her to melee. So I guess um, I'm opening the door. <laughs> yeah, you got it, bud. You are the you're the most stabby of this group right now. So puts the daggers away, pulls out the long the, the sword. <laughs> His very expensive sword. His very expensive sword. Um, very overpriced because he bought it from the small outlet right near the supplier. Taking advantage of those new players. <laughs> Look, I didn't take advantage of anybody. I just described some cool stuff. Jordan's also fairly new and he didn't buy anything. He just sold stuff, all of his stuff, so that Ethan could buy his <laughs> thing. <laughs> so that's how you know that I'm an experienced player because where was Mary? Building snowmen. Outside, playing with snowmen. <laughs> mm -hmm. Fine shit here. I bought a sword for a damn good deal, because it's just like, no, I'll just add it on to everybody else's stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Get the so, he, um, he pushes open the door. Oh god, I've destroyed my voice already, guys. I know that guys. feel. This ain't good. Uh, puzzle perceptions, cool. So also with a 15, Merry. Um, as the door opens, you hear like a slight rush of air, almost like a little fart would probably be what Mary would equate the sound to. Oh. You guys see anything? Do I see anything? Um, I'll say make a retroactive perception check. <laughs> Or retrospective, I guess. One of the two. Six. Six. No, you didn't. Um, and Mary, in your head again, you get like another pulse of, nope, saw nothing. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Mary's going to edge closer. Danger. Ah. <laughs> uh, hello? 
She'll peek Hi. her head in. Says Squeezer from the back of the. <laughs> no, not you! The thingy! There's something! Are you not picking right. this Sorry. up, man? Did something and it went. And it, and it, Look, like. I'm the wise guy. I'm not the smart guy. That's him. <laughs> Points at Fuiro, and Fuiro just. <clears throat> Fuiro, are you picking up? There's a thing, and it, and it's like sending colors and being like, oh no, don't come in here in danger. And then like, oh, don't you don't see me. And then there was a. No. He grunts, and Quasar just. Oh, I think I know what's going on. And <laughs> just kind of strolls into the room and starts pushing through people. And just starts looking around. <laughs> well, then Mary scampers after, like, what is it? 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 Wait. Quiet. Okay. And after a while, you hear a. <laughs> ah, did you hear that? I did. What is it? Was it you? That's rude. Yeah, sorry, I had chili. <laughs> <laughs> I had dragon chili. Um, <laughs> well. If it's not uh, a mind flayer trying to deceive us so it can drink our brains, mm -hmm. it might be a flumph. What's a flumph? And as you say that, you hear like more farting sounds. That! And you can just see like very, very faint glowing lights <laughs> emanating from behind the pipe in the corner. <laughs> Is it safe or dangerous? I mean, you seem excited. Uh, it depends. Uh, generally they're supposed to be pretty good. Don't let them spray you. It took Fuiro about three weeks to get that smell out of his armor. Oh, okay. So don't agitate the floating glowing jellyfish. I have a, <laughs> I have a thought to check on the um, being tricked thing. Can my players go invisible? Uh, probably. Alright. I mean, they can stun your brain with psychic powers, so I think we've possibly encountered some before that do weird psychic things, so like you can look at them but you don't notice they're there. Ooh. Let's try this. It's probable. I, uh, I pull out my Fey Flame torch and say, Tine. And it, <laughs> in the purple flame comes into existence. And then uh, I say, Vo. And it casts Fairy Fire. <laughs> so this, like, almost semicircle wave of fire kind of washes out from the torch. Like, 90s RPG video game style where it's like individual flame sprites all making up that like semicircle just wave out, <laughs> wash mm -hmm. over the room and as they wash over all the objects and stuff, um, I guess Merry and Quijo can make dexterity saves if I remember correctly for fairy fire to not get mm -hmm. outlined. <laughs> while, I, um, while I make a save for the entire Mind Flayer colony. Mm -hmm. That's Nothing. hiding in the roof. Um, yeah, yeah Quijo lights up like a Christmas tree. 
<laughs> yeah, the DC's 13. <laughs> so Mary's fine. Nothing says peace Creature like lights casting up. spells at people. Actually, wait, does he with 13? Meet it to beat it. Dexterity save. So he just meets it. So he would beat it. <laughs> um, there are no strange new outlines outside of the now vague outline of a floating jellyfish. Oh, um, Mary's gonna press to digitate a happy little tune um, to say hello. <laughs> side note, I didn't realize this until now. Uh, the Flumph also takes 2d6 fire damage. Oh. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> Never mind, we do nothing. <laughs> I did not Mary see that I, I, damage. I will let you retract that <laughs> if you wish. Seeing as all of us had forgotten, I had forgotten about that completely, and I gave you the See, item I should have remembered. Yeah, it's not a spell thing; it's an item thing. I was more focused on yeah. the spell itself. Um, so I, I will let you redact that <laughs> if you want, <laughs> unless uh, you still want to. Yeah, I'll redact it. Okay. No worries. For a second, you're like, hey, this will be a really good idea, and it plays out in your mind's eye, and then you're like, wait, wait, no, it'll burn it alive. <laughs> it's like, I can light things up. Oh, but that also lights them. Today. Just put it back. <laughs> Probably best not wait, to set wait, the engine room wait, on fire. <laughs> Puts the torch back. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but as the tune starts to emanate, you hear <laughs> as this rather small jellyfish with two big eye stalks slowly comes bobbing up from behind one of the pipes as Quijo's like slowly walking towards it, hands out, it's okay, we're not evil, you don't need to fear us. And it kind of boop, boop, slowly like jellyfishes up into the air and is hovering above the pipes. And it starts like scanning the room and you can see, uh, is Seth in the room? I was at the door. At the door. So the minute it reaches the doorway, it suddenly <laughs> back below the pipe and Mary you start getting like blasted with turn around danger behind you turn around turn around <laughs> oh no that's that's my friend it's fine also i love you you should know that right now i i don't normally <laughs> hang on um, hang on and i just i let the image go and sink back into seth shape for those listening to the podcast who have never encountered or heard flumps the reason why mitch keeps saying flump over and over again is because they're that's wonderful. why they're called flumps. It's the noise they make when they fart, and that's how they move. <laughs> they're the best. Just, just Google them. <laughs> uh, no, that's we're all friends. We're good. We're here. There's, oh my goodness, there's these bad things here that are like eating brains. Are you? Do you? You have one. You should be careful too. I don't know if they do have brains. Well, what does its thinking? Well, I, I, 
don't really know. Probably magic. Uh, these are alien creatures. They're like normal jellyfish. You know jellyfish don't have brains, right? I was not aware of that, no. I have never met the a jellyfish. The more you know as a rainbow slowly mm. appears in the air. Alright, so like, uh, what the fuck is a jellyfish? One, <laughs> and what the fuck is that thing? Uh, that is a flump. Flump. <laughs> as it comes drifting uh -huh. towards Mary. <laughs> She's got her arms up. She's just like, no. I mean, it's it's a small creature, but it's possibly similar-ish size to Mary. Mary is also a small it's, creature. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a fairly large flump as they go, and it's probably diameter-wise like Mary's wingspan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and probably tentacles and all actually might be Mary size. <laughs> I want it to be medium because I want to have Mary have a new steed. <laughs> <laughs> and it just kind of drifts over um, and you're just getting like you you notice like this faint glow of green and you start feeling like curious probing in your mind I mean, you know, watch where you step, but uh, have at it. It just vomits everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't go that way. <laughs> don't go that way. Okay, uh, Quijo, is that is this thing a, uh, a danger to us, or can we just leave it uh, alone? Generally, they're not and... dangerous as long as they don't uh, spray you, um, which just really... Uh, you know what skunks are? Yeah. Yeah. Alien skunk spray. All right. So I'm gonna not be around that <laughs> anymore, and I'm gonna go keep looking for dead people. Uh, well, it, it, are there it, any it dead people in they, the room with you know, it? They might not have a brain, but they're quite the philosophers. D yep. Not a big fan. That's okay. Um, are there any dead bodies in the room where the that flump is? Do you see anything? Uh, Mr. Flumph, are there any dead bodies in here? And it kind of like bobs a little bit and Mary, you do get a feeling of affirmation. There are. And it starts glowing deep blue and you also get like sadness coming into your Aww, brain. Oh, buddy. There are dead people in here and it's very sad about <laughs> it. Ah, uh, yes, uh, from what I remember, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, and he, like, gestures over to the flump. Uh, they, they feed off, uh, psychic energy, uh, generally, um, the energy which tends to be released when the, the mind flayer does the sucky suck, uh, so generally they tend to be found near each other, that's why we know what they are. But they're not bad, so they just eat bad feelings? Kind of. It, it, from what I know, from what Kafziel has told us, it's, it's a really sucky life. Uh, they, they do much prefer good thoughts, good feelings, good energy, but the most ready source of that energy being released is around mind flayers, where generally it's pretty bad. 
Oh, that's heartbreaking, really. That's that's so tragic. I'm sorry, new buddy. Do you have a name, <laughs> new buddy? <laughs> uh, probably, but from what I remember, whilst they do have telepathy, they can't actually speak. So, generally they do tend to have names, from what I recall. Um, but I think only a flumph could tell another flumph what its name is. Oh. Although some flumphs can talk. Is it okay if I call you Nubadi? Um, you get like a soft pink glow and like faint amusement and some acceptance. Solid. <laughs> um, I, I can understand why you might be wary of this uh, Gunark. But like I say, they're often a lot more intelligent than they first appear. Uh, Mr. Flumph, have you seen any Mind Flayers? You reacted quite badly to our friend Seth, and it kind of like starts bobbing and basically nodding as much as a floating jellyfish can. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I apologize for the speech. See? Very intelligent. Able to recall facts. I'm slowly turning hey, no, into... No, I do, I do see that. Some British quiz show presenter. <laughs> <laughs> the Flumph Look. is able to recall facts to an astonishing degree of accuracy. I don't have much issue with whether or not it's intelligent. I more have the, the whole rest of it. No, 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 of course. Uh, this is... Gunk spray. There's, there's a lot uh, going on right now that absolutely requires our attention, but... This could be helpful. Right, so how many bodies are in there? Um, Mary, you feel the number <laughs> somehow. Ten. There are ten bodies in here, nobody says. I suppose it would be like ten pulses in your mind yeah. and then it kind of stops. And you're like, it's counting to me. <laughs> mm. One, right, can four. we get... ID on those people? Do they look like that the people flumph? that are missing? Timmy fell down a well? <laughs> are they actually dead or are they like gonna have mind worms that we have to blend the brains for? Like this is the this is the stuff. I mean I know Mary, the flump. You like the flump, very nice. The flump uh, slowly we do starts to... turning crimson. Hmm. We do have to uh, look for the dead bodies to make sure that everyone's okay and not gonna hurt someone else. Good point. Mary will start digging through and dragging out bodies. Yeah, so as, as it was turning crimson, Mary, in like the back of your mind, you could, it was like your brain was prickling as you feel very slight tinge of anger, but it's less like anger directed towards Gunnark for speaking like this and more anger around the bodies and you're like it's angry probably because they're dead <laughs> oh yeah I, I don't think it's gonna go well I, I get the feeling that they're they're not alive still but I'll pull them out anyway it, so we can just double like, check shifts to this kind of purplish mixture of the sadness and the anger yeah well just for um, for gun arcs peace of mind 
Uh, yeah, the keepers step forward and start helping you drag the bodies out. That had been like, it's it's pretty gross. These ones, yeah. rather than having been like slumped up against the wall or left somewhere specifically, they literally seem to have just been crammed under a pipe, basically like they're trying to be hidden. So there's just this like jumbled, crumpled mass of people. Yeah. And like, as well, you pull the first one out, they kind of slide down a bit and you're like, this is awful. And you get a very good sense of why the flump was pretty angry. Yeah, so we'll, we'll drag them out of the room and lay them out in uh, nicer and neater. Uh, in the... It's very strange to be seeing a flump outside of a cloister. Hmm. What's that cloister? So there's more? There should be more? Uh, uh, sorry, generally, yes. Uh, sorry, a group of flump is a cloister. Yeah, yeah, uh, I know stuff about animals. So, generally, uh, they live in flump societies. Uh, generally, there's a lot of them, but... They would all be hiding in here with this one. Hey, nobody, do you not have a family here with you? Sadness. Oh, he does not have a family here. Was it the Mind Flayers? Did they do something to your family? You get a sense of, like, following the energy for food. Uh huh. And then got separated. Oh, he's lost. Oh, nobody is lost. We'll help. Okay, first we gotta deal with these guys. Then we'll help you. I'll help you. I can't speak for everybody. I will help you. But, but first, first, do you know where it the mind players? Do you know where they are? The mind players currently. It it farts in confirmation. <gasps> guys, it knows where they are right now. We could just go deal with them right now and then find bodies Danger. afterwards. <laughs> I'm all right with that. I think that's a better idea than looking for all the bodies first. Dead, dead anyway, so. So, Mary. At the very least, deal with it so there's not more bodies uh -huh. to find. See, so this, it all worked out. Me this talking. whole time, it's been like kind of surface thoughts being presented to you. And you can feel as this is happening, it's been like, not pushing, but almost like, requesting the ability to be able to like reach further into your mind do you allow it uh well mary is a creature of impulse so yes <laughs> um as you do you are almost immediately assaulted with just images as it is just showing you all of these things it has seen um, for a start, it's really weird. Like, the first thing you see is just endless stars. Just like a sea of stars and colors and impossible shapes, almost. In a way <gasps> somewhat here. similar to what you saw when you touched the crystal. Way back yeah. in, like, episode three. Mm. Um, <laughs> and you get, like, a sense of home. Um, and then you start getting images of inside Promethea in the engine room, in the final part of the engine room that you haven't seen yet. Um, you also get images of this 
it was kind of obscured from what the flumph could see, but like a shadow of this enormous sphere just silhouetted um and you get like danger danger sphere um and then pictures of tadpoles pictures of the the mind flayers themselves so you actually now see what the mind flayers look like pictures of the intellect devourers and it's as you're seeing the pictures you're getting like these words coming through into your brain like illithid mind flayer intellect devourer tadpole danger sphere <laughs> um <laughs> and you get again pictures of the tadpoles and then again a picture of that like shadowed silhouetted sphere and like confusion um and then you'd see images of the cargo hold where there were creatures um and that's where you saw this silhouette of the sphere but now you see the silhouette of the sphere in the engine room um and you see all of these just pictures they're not necessarily in the order as i'm describing them it's kind of like they're all coming at once but somehow in your head it makes sense and it's being pieced together um and you see in like your mind's eye images of those mind flayers dragging people disguised as you somehow know that this person who was just walking through the now bustling city of Promethea you somehow know that that person isn't that person and they go into the house with whoever it is they're talking to and the illusion drops and they stun the you just see the person drop and but you know they've been stunned and just dragging them away you see the images of the mind flayers feeding and it is gross but you also see the images of the three people that you saw having tadpoles put into their eyes others having tadpoles inserted and it's just all wave after wave after wave into your brain and then it there's a pause as it kind of trickles away and you feel the presence kind of retract and you feel a slight Sorry. <laughs> but information. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you get a feeling of, like, easier to communicate if can probe deeper. Fair dues, new body. Mary's eye twitches a little bit. <laughs> and then she'll, to the best of her ability, relay all of that to everyone. <laughs> Uh, but it does take her a minute and she, there's very much a okay and then I think after that it was the car no no it's in the engine room <laughs> yeah and, and yeah. every time there's something like out of the chron out of the chronology the flump kind of flashes red but you don't get the anger it's just the flash of red and when you're like I think it was this next it goes green <laughs> yeah. well uh so all of that, and uh, especially as says, I saw the the star space with the the big the big things again. So I think this is still related to that. I want to know where that is. Like in the mines? No, like yeah. When I when I touched the thing and I, it blew my brain up and I saw gods. Right. It was the same thing. 
close huh. to the same thing. Interesting. That's very That's interesting. Twice now. Yeah. Memory is the chosen one, I guess. No, I just touch things. It, well, yes. And <laughs> apparently that's how you get chosen. You touch the wrong thing. <laughs> or the... Or the right thing. Uh, Very much the right thing. But I... I have a severe <laughs> worry now. Knowing that they take on the images of uh, the people who live here. Mm-hmm. That's an issue, yes. And that was and that the people who live here were evacuated into another city. But nobody says they're in the big room just down the hall. All of them for sure? Ain't nobody all of them for sure? Uh, green. Yeah. All right, all right, then, then good. My worry was that we just unle- we just unwittingly unleashed this horror upon Mordathak. Let's and go save the world. It's it's hard to Agreed. tell as well from like the images you saw. Because the all I mean it's it's incredibly racist of you, Mary, but because all the mind flayers look pretty much exactly the same, you can't quite tell exactly how many there are. So it's not like, oh, we're about to walk into an army of thousands of them. Mm-hmm. It could also have just been the same one over and over and over again. They're all like spitting image. Mm, same same tunics and everything. Just Yeah. There is either one or a bunch with the same t-shirt. That yes, that generally tends to happen with uh, hive minds. It's quite hard to distinguish one from another. Mm. At least they uniform. Means what kills one will kill the rest of them. Generally, yeah. yes. I don't know how many there are, so. Do you know how many? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. <laughs> I love floods. Uh... I've never had the opportunity to use them before, and now I'm making the most of it. <laughs> I'm happy you're happy. Gunark? <laughs> Yeah, I was just saying, uh, I think we'll, uh, find out how many there are when we hop in there, because we gotta try, no matter how many there are, in my opinion, so, everyone get ready, I guess. You got that right. As the Keeper's finished dragging the last few bodies out, <laughs> um, and the whole time Mary's been talking, Quijo has been repeating... Make Kafsi, I'll protect you wherever you go. Make Kafsi, I'll protect you, etc., etc. And, he, and uh, Orlan turns to Quijo uh, and just, in uh, your expert uh, hunting opinion, these yeah. things got any weaknesses? Anything I can do that'll hurt them more, hurt them less? Anything we need to know about? And Quijo kind of pauses, thinks, looks over at Freero. Freero. <laughs> who uh, also stops and thinks, shakes his head. Uh, No, uh, as far as we can remember, for the most part, we do occasionally get variations that are very hard to kill, but as far as we can remember, uh, whilst they are somewhat resistant to magic, uh, generally most normal weapons should be able to do the trick. 
no specific oh. weaknesses, vulnerabilities, other than uh, a resistance to magic, which we think comes from their psychic abilities. They can replicate the effects of uh, some spells, um, usually more psychic ones. They can float. Uh, they might be able to take control of your mind, but it's all psychic-based, as opposed to fireball, pew! You know? So, would you say they're particularly wise? Uh, yes. They're very excellent strategists, and I would imagine uh, the fact that they generally tend to live in a hive mind colony, yes, they're, they're smarts, both wisdom-wise and general intelligence, are often quite Quite good. My usual strategies are going to be a little bit. Uh, well, they're not the strongest, and they're not generally the most uh, dexterous. That's why we have Fuiro, and Fuiro just kind of like happily grunts and pats the swords. <laughs> See, my issue is usually attempting to control the battlefield is my strategy. So, right. Well, that's also what they wise, do. So enjoy a that. Bit <laughs> Gonna be fighting fire with fire on that. Guys, Quijo, would you recommend that we uh, we go in now, or should we wait a little bit? Or wait? I'm what do you particularly think? worried about the mention of uh, a danger sphere. I don't yeah. know what that is, and that scares me. Um, I have heard stories of uh, the danger spheres varying. Uh, one that could expand into multiple metal bands and tie you up, uh, which is quite dangerous. But then on the other end of the scale, I've heard of a much smaller danger sphere, but it's... I don't even know how to describe it, but if it floats towards you and goes anywhere near you, you get sucked in and instantly obliterated. So oh. if they have one of those danger spheres, definitely don't rush in. Um, we and should... Possibly try and find out what the danger sphere is. Uh, it's weak. Weak. Yeah. Can you can you can you sneak into a room and look at a danger sphere for me? Pretty please. Yeah. I mean, I can't yeah. talk into your mind like I can with Yuri, but I'll give it a try. That would be stellar. You are a good good friend. But you, you also kind of have no idea how no one is hearing this voice right now. <laughs> because so he's just said just... he can't talk into your mind. But no one else seems to be hearing it. But it's it's also somewhat like you can hear him like holding your ear and kind of speaking directly into your brain. Okay. <laughs> With like the mouth pushed into your ear. But at the same time, he's also speaking pretty loud. And people should be able to be hearing this. <laughs> Are we sending Fleeg in? Yeah, uh, I'm gonna send Fleeg in. Appears on Mary's shoulder and waves. <laughs> and uh, hopefully in he'll come form. back. Come back and mime Fleeg to me. Understand me, nod. He flips you off. I'll take that as a yes. Can you make this knife disappear with you? And I hold up a small knife utility piece. <laughs> 
You see a very, like, evil smirk on his face as he holds out a hand for the knife. <laughs> You're arming Fleeg. <laughs> we can keep you a little bit safer, and I hand him a small knife. He immediately goes invisible again. Merry, you feel the presence leave your shoulder. He's off. We wait. Um, have we we haven't checked so, these bodies yet, so I'm gonna make sure are all these uh, do they have like holes in the back of their heads? Well, as and you stuff start like to that? look for this, it doesn't quite beat your armor class, but I imagine you still would definitely feel it as Fleeg almost immediately stabs you in the ankle, Gunnock. <laughs> and then you hear him skitter off. <laughs> Old habits die hard. Jesus Christ. You know, right. I accept my choice. Uh, Mary, can you tell your flump friend to back up <laughs> just a little bit while I Jordan. look at these bodies? Oh, the bodies got drug out and laid out. Yeah. Oh, is the yeah. flump still in yeah, the room the then? just chilling. He's oh, okay. Lighting. I will look and see if they have holes Every in the back single of their one heads. Of them. All right then. Uh, that's good, I guess. It means they're not gonna get back up. Um... Mary, you're just hit by like waves of sadness. Yeah, buddy. I know. I'm. It's sad. And they all ma like match general descriptions that I have of people who've yes. gone missing. I'm yes, guessing. Um, and some time passes as Quijo finishes off his little mini blessing that he does. Mm -hmm. um, and after a while, uh, after quite a while, <laughs> um, a bat comes flapping into the room, clutching a small utility knife in its feet. <laughs> mm. And kind of like haphazardly lands on Mary's shoulder and kind of stumbles a bit because its feet were preoccupied holding the yeah. knife. She'll she'll reach <laughs> up and steady him. It and... kind of like it kind of like swings to a stop. He kind of banks around Mary and puts like one wing claw into her shoulder and like swings around and just slams into your chest a little bit. Oh, hello. And then climbs up. <laughs> Alright. That was adorable. What? <laughs> What'd you see? What's up? And bamps back into Quasit, just holding the knife. Points it at Gunnark and does like a little, I'm watching you. <laughs> I'm tell- uh, yeah. I'm telling Yuri. <laughs> I speak into Fleet's mind and just go like, Dude, I mean like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> Try me. Go for it. He just like, spins the knife around his hand. <laughs> And sits on Mary's yeah, shoulder. Yeah, that's so tough without your <laughs> fucking boss here. Um, that's what I thought. So, Mary, yes. you hear. Uh, oh, that was wild! <laughs> uh huh. There's, uh, there's, there's like three of them. Uh huh. But, uh. Like a giant floating meatball. But, like, some eyes <gasps> and some tentacles. Was it alive? So it's not like a thing, it's like a thing. I think it was alive. Kinda looked it. Oh man. Guys. 
there's three of the mind flayers, and then they have a giant meatball with also with tentacles and eyeballs. Holy shit. <laughs> Even Fuero, like, the hand slowly leaves the sword. You see, like, his eyes go wide. What it do? What it is? <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Um... <laughs> hey, yo, Meatball, what that ass do, though? Ah, uh, well... Anytime we've seen a uh, big meatball with eyes, it's generally been either uh, a, a, a gazer, a spectator, or a beholder. Hmm. Well, Neither those of those three are particularly active. good. Uh, the gazer is probably about uh, that size, a bit smaller, and points at the flump. Mm -hmm. uh, Probably the least dangerous out of all of them. Uh, spectator, bit bigger, few more eyes, quite dangerous. Uh, beholder, run. Okay, Fleeg, how big was it? He just like holds out his hands like as wide as his arms can go. <laughs> the little closet. <laughs> Bigger than that, or bigger Nods. than, bigger than Mr. Newbody. Nods. Bigger than Newbody and me. Pauses, strokes, chin spikes, nods. <laughs> it sounds like it's the 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 worst one, so that's fun. It's possible, yes. Uh, that is quite terrifying. Um. And Orlin kind of steps on and goes, well, uh, if it helps, uh, three mind flayers, three of us, and the rest of y'all can focus on the giant floating meatball. We, uh, we actually have encountered uh, a behold, but it was kind of like a beholder that had died and then being brought back to life, so I don't think it was as intense as an actual one, because from what I remember of hearing about them, they can, like, they look at you, and you got no magic. But we could still do magic. So, I'm assuming mm. in it being reincarnated, it wasn't quite as bad. Okay. Well, good to know. That, uh... that was the thing that Gerald piledrived through the ceiling of a castle. That's right. It's in my notes. Gotcha. I remember. Right. Yes. And used to break his fall. Gerald just kind of like nods proudly. It was quite the fight. Well, uh, how about this? Go in. We kick ass. And if we die, we die. Bananas. Bananas. <laughs> I would prefer not to die. As would I. But, uh,. But absolutely bananas. <laughs> bananas. You know what? I All would right. like to uh in in the bananas end game here, if we can get one of the purple guys like weakened and on the ground, 
so we can make sure that none of the uh, that there aren't more and none of them left just so we can warn more dark that is a good idea uh, but i mean if the, if if it comes to it and we can't get that that's i i guess that's bad i will but say if there are more of them try. getting one to betray the hive mind is not the easiest of tasks Porsche does a lot for any kind of mind, honestly. Would you see hive mind? Does that mean that, like, they all think the same things all the time? We don't know. We generally don't tend to talk to the mind flayers. Oh. Because I, I was oh, worried that if we had one and we were like, oh, tell me where the other ones are, then, like, the other ones would, like, get that and be like, oh, there's people looking for us. Let's peace out. <laughs> it's entirely possible. I... I believe, as far as we're able to tell, it's more a communication thing. I think oh, they okay. can tap okay. into the minds of each other, but generally that tends to be the area of uh, the giant brain that generally tends to control them. It's a, it's an interesting uh, dichotomy, almost, oh. I suppose. Curious. Strange hierarchy. They eat brain to fuel the giant brain that leads them. Hmm. Well... To be fair, I eat meat to fuel the meat to go, so I am made of meat. That is true. <laughs> right, so there we have it. The first plan is the. <laughs> I am made of meat. Plan is, you keepers are gonna take out those xylothid or whatever they're called. And I mean, then at the, the very least, we can run a pretty mean distraction. Sounds like a plan, and then, uh, As long as we keep them occupied and we keep our brains from being sucked, you can get the real danger out of the way, and then we can all just team up and absolutely gang-fuck them. All right. Sure. Uh, here, I do have one thing I want to mention to all of you, which is that I have no fucking spells at the moment, which, if they make it so I can't do magic, then that shouldn't matter anyway, so we can probably just go for it, and I'll, uh, do my best in uh in melee combat uh, don't worry if you need backup you have me and for oh you're not backup you're right up there with us sorry <laughs> well of course but i meant you know the, if you need you know someone most. to save yeah. you from death i can move very quickly and throw myself in the way. I'm very hard to hit. Sounds like a plan. If you're very hard to hit, you throw yourself in the way, that makes it... Anyway. No, but I can do cool things. So, like, it's maybe I could throw myself in the way and, and it... deflect the mind bullets. Ooh. Somehow. Right. I'm, uh, sure, let's try it. All right, everyone. I mean, I'm not entirely sure how that would work, but it's possible. Anything as possible when I'm around. Heck yeah. Just kind of like flexes. And you hear his shoulder pop a little. And he's like, Ow. Right. <laughs> Alright, who wants to take the lead? I'll do it. Well, uh. I if I if we're distracting those, uh, squid boys. We could kick down the door and raise a hell of a racket. I think, uh, how about this? The three of you kick down the door, 
head into the room, spread out, start distracting. I'm gonna run in and I'm gonna try to lock this thing. The meatball floats. Uh, generally, yes. I'll try to make sure it can't float away. Although they do all look different. Uh, very rare to see two beholders look the same. So there could be one with legs, which would be terrifying. Well, someone appeared, apparently had tentacles, so. <laughs> could have both. I guess I will, if it's floating, I've I will lock it down. Never heard of one with tentacles. That's new, even for me. So let's do it. All right. Lock it in place. Let's go. And then, all right. I'm. I put my rapier back at my side for now, and I'm holding just the sky anchor, um, ready nice. to go. How oh, cool! And uh, I, uh, if if anybody uh, needs it at any point, I will uh, drop my uh, my eldritch cannon. Uh, directly in the center of the room, so anybody needs some quick protection, head over to that, and it can send out a pulse of uh, protective energy that should keep you pretty well uh, topped up. Who's it, who's entering the room first? Like the very first person through the oh. door. I assume probably one of us three. All right, I pull out the the Fae Flame Torch and hand it to one of them. You go, first word is Tine, and that, as I say that, the thing comes on and then, Vol, when you enter the room, say that, uh, it's gonna, it's gonna mess with some people. Give it back to me when we're done. Alrighty then. Uh, let, let me, let me just double check something. Uh, and he pulls like a stone tablet out from his pocket. I'm just, just looking at, uh, my character sheet here. Uh, just double checking, because I feel like I can kind of do something like that innately anyway, but I appreciate it. Let me, let me just double check. It's a, uh, it's a fire genasi thing. <laughs> uh, features and traits. Um, racial traits. Is it just produce flame? Oh, it's yeah. burning hands. It's That's fire. what it is. It's produced flame and burning hands. So no, he doesn't have fairy fire. <laughs> uh, it's fairy fire plus some damage. Yeah. So, uh, it's, I would do it myself, but I figure if we do it earlier, when fewer of us yeah, are well, in the uh, room, we run less risk of hurting us. I will hand this over to my friend Cloud. He's very fast. Pretty similar to what I've seen of this guy. Points over at Quijo. He can just sprint in, light up the room, and then me and Gerald can come in and lay down some cover and fire. It's it's a routine we have done many a time. It's very successful. That'll work. This, this should do a bit of damage as well as uh, anyone who's invisible is no longer invisible because they're on fire. I prefer when we do get help. We're not doing get help. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> sounds like a good plan. <laughs> As he hands the torch over to Cloud. Uh, cool. I'm not moving that in my inventory because I'm getting it back. Yeah, I'm no, just no, 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 of course. It's just being temporarily held by someone else. 
Um, awesome. Right then, if uh, everyone is getting ready to go, and you just hear Fuero slowly draws both swords, and Quijo just, oh, it's been a while since I've done this. Oh, starts like stretching out, and as he rolls his shoulders, two spectral arms like slowly push fist first out of his shoulders, and he kind of flexes, opens his eyes, which are now like this shifting mixture of like light blue and silver. So, I think we shall. I recast Mage Armor on myself. <laughs> As the flump fights itself on, back uh, into a corner. <laughs> bye, bye, Reach new back and just put a hand on uh, Gunnar's chest and cast it on him too. Um, I think that's the only people that um, aren't I mean, currently Ethan wearing wears armor. leather. What's the what's the Mage Armor? Uh, it's fifteen, isn't it? It's plus Dex. Uh, something plus dex and I can't remember what the base it's 13 plus dex so his armor class right now is 13 <laughs> with the leathers if he doffs his armor I can cast I'm it I'm pretty on. sure you guys had taken off armor beforehand because I think you cast mage armor at some point recently on the ship when we had Joshua who would have been able to confirm this so if I remember correctly his armor has actually been off this entire time yeah, I don't... Because I seem to remember having this discussion before you guys started yeah, makes... investigating. I... That makes sense. And this does last eight hours. I'm yeah. just casting it back up. So then... so I think <laughs> like, he had I'm it... Bad at times. Just... When you left him... At the very least, he had it when you left him to guard the box overnight. That would make sense. Yeah. So then I, I reach back... Like, just both of them do the, like, arm spread. It just touch their chests and cast mm -hmm. yeah because i never wear or i don't even have armor in my like <laughs> inventory or i don't have it equipped i should say like it's just chilling but I, I never wear it i just have it constantly cast on myself so all right then and orlin kind of clicks his fingers gerald steps forward and starts projecting that image of the engine room again right we're going to enter in through this door here. From what we've been told from your floaty flump friend over here. Best course of action. We enter in from the middle. And we will immediately bank off left and try and draw them as far into the left corner as we can while you guys charge for the right. That sound good? Sounds like a plan. And break. <laughs> As Gerald slowly slides a sawn-off shotgun from his leg holster. <laughs> Everybody know what they're doing? Yep. Sure thing. Awesome. Alright then, keepers. <laughs> Let's fuck shit up. <laughs> Mary will do her arm thing and... Nice. But it's, you, it's uh, smaller. You want us to head in first and... You hanging back for a second or two, or are you just charging in right behind us? I'll be right behind you, because I'm going to make sure that thing doesn't get away if it's floating. Alright, let's do this then. And the three of them turn and just start sprinting down the corridor. And you guys, I presume, follow. 
Thank you so much for listening. Remember, the easiest way to find all of our links is at practicalheroes.com. Please consider supporting us at patreon.com forward slash practicalheroes to help us to continue to deliver awesome content and start to raise production quality. All money goes straight back into our shows. If you're hungry for more Practical Heroes D&D, why not check out our weekly livestream on Fridays at 9pm EST, Voldonia by Starlight, over on Twitch and YouTube. That's all for now, remember to share us with your friends, and we'll see you next time.